You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back. So today's real crime story is about 54-year-old Diane Zaleski from Union Township, New Jersey. On November 17, 2010, her body was found. She was found murdered in her Union County home. She was supposed to pick up her sister-in-law, but never made it there. While her father was with her lifeless body downstairs, her mother called 911. Zaleski moved closer to her parents and brother and sister-in-law. When the police examined the scene, she was found partially beaten with no underwear on. Her body was doused in cleaners, and there were footprints, but it wasn't her shoes. The police discovered a box of pasta on the stove and a sink filled up with remotes, water, and bleach. The suspect was obviously trying to cover it up. Blood is discovered throughout the house, and the person took a shower outside of the shower. The suspect also looked up pornography on Diane's computer, and they also tried to buy stuff online. There was no forced entry, which suggests she knew the killer. The police talked to the neighbor, She is the one that found the victim's father covered in blood. She tells police that earlier that day, she notices a couple of boys across the street playing in front of the house. The autopsy results come in. Diane Zaleski was stabbed over 40 times and she was strangled to death. Unfortunately, the DNA from her rape kit was not usable. The police talked to everybody she knew. Everybody was a suspect. She was doing construction to her house. They take DNA of the construction workers, but no match. They talked to the dance studio where she danced. The instructor tells police who was teaching a class when she was murdered. The police take DNA from everybody at the dance studio, but no match. She was online dating. They take DNA samples from her dating contacts. They take DNA samples from her dating contacts, but no match. A friend of hers goes to the police and tells them she might know who murdered her. She tells police about one of Diane's old boyfriends. The police go to Diane's brother to ask him questions about the ex-boyfriend. Apparently they were supposed to get married, but she turned him down. His brother owns a warehouse close to where Diane lives. He was divorced because he beat up his ex-wife. This made him suspect number one. 
the police go and talk to him and show him a picture of Diane. And at first, he denies knowing her. They bring him to the station and he admits knowing her. They take his DNA sample, but it came back no match. Everybody's DNA comes back negative. Diane's old dance partner refused to give a DNA sample, so he became a suspect. The police get evidence that tells them Diane's brother, Ron Zaleski, might be a suspect. His DNA was on the underwear found at the scene. His wife tells police they had the same underwear and they washed the clothes together and it got mixed up. And of course, the police at first did not buy that story. However, the test came back and it confirmed that it was her sister-in-law's underwear. The police contacted the FBI to help. A year after her murder, the police release more information about the case, which brings more attention to the case. Over a year later, the police receive a call from a girl in Massachusetts, and she tells the police she saw comments online from a guy relating to a murder. So she searches the internet and learns about Diane Zaleski's murder. The police go to Massachusetts and meet her. She shows the police his comments online. So the police take her laptop back to the lab and they find his name. His name is Arnau Yearwood. He lived with his mother across the street from Diane Zaleski's house. And he was one of the boys the neighbors saw playing across the street that day. The police take him to the station. They talk to him and he gives them a DNA sample and it's a match. He's charged that night with murder. Diane and his mother lived in the same neighborhood. And after meeting her, he becomes infatuated with her. On the day of the murder, he stops in to see how the renovations were doing. But once inside the house, he kills her after they get into an argument. He admitted to stabbing her with scissors and strangling her to death. Then he tried to cover it up. After he killed her, he spent time there, making himself at home, eating, going on her laptop to look at pornography, even doing laundry. He got 30 years in prison. And afterwards, he will be transported to Trinidad. All right, thank you so much for listening. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com, that's crystal with a K, for some murder merch. I sell t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. If you use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, at checkout, you save 15% off your entire order, so check it out. Check out my book, Masquerade of Lies, on Amazon. I am writing my next book, Sin of Darkness. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks. Bye.